Hey there, and welcome to the Confident Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Brooks. Join me as I sit down and chat with co-hosts, friends, and carefully curated guests and talk about all the things that empower you to become your best and most confident self. So let's get started. All right. Well, welcome back to another episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. Today, we have with us Jennifer Jacobson. Jennifer is a certified life and business coach for female entrepreneurs and a master's level mental health therapist. She helps female entrepreneurs create clarity and confidence in their business and life so they can generate more cash. She does this using her signature clarity to cash system. Her clients call her the business therapist since she helps them get out of their head so they can actually solve the problems in their business. So of course, we're going to have plenty to talk about on today's episode. So (laughs) welcome, Jennifer. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much for having me, Rachel. This is I can already tell this is going to be such a fun conversation today. <laughs> I know. I'm excited. And we were just chatting right before we hit record. And just, you know, we have we have so much that like just the high energy. We got so much to cater to our listeners, to our entrepreneurs, like all the things, right? So I'm just excited to really learn more about you and how you kind of got started into that. So if you want to kind of peel back the curtain and let us in. So tell us yeah. more. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure how far back you want me to go, but I, <laughs> I, I have known for a long, long time that I wanted to help women in some way. Since I was in like high school, I knew that I wanted to help women. And I think that's when I took my first psychology class. And I was like, I am obsessed with like, just figuring out like why people do the things that they do, why people, you know, how, how they tick and, and, just like how I can really help them in whatever way possible, because that was just kind of who I was. Like I was always that girl that everyone would go to, to just talk to, to just vent to whatever. And so I knew like even back then, which was like 10 million years ago, it feels like. And so I knew I was going to be a psychology major. And so I went that route. And then when I graduated, I decided to get my master's in clinical social work. And so really my dream was to become a psychotherapist. I really just wanted to be that, that person, you know, if you can picture it, that, you know, that woman sitting, you know, it's like you're laying on the couch and I'm just with my clipboard taking notes, but (laughs) in all seriousness, I just really, really wanted to help people. And so I was a psychotherapist for many years and then I decided to get married and my husband and I decided to have children and I really wanted to stay at home with them. So I kind of semi-retired from therapy and stayed home with my girls. I have three girls right now and they are amazing. They're just, they're all either teenagers or almost teenagers and they're so much fun. And I just love being a mom, but I really missed working. I missed making that bigger impact. And so about six years ago, I decided to get certified as a life coach because I really love the idea of focusing on the future for people because, you know, we can really get stuck in the past. And I, you know, definitely as a therapist, I think, you know, healing those past wounds and past traumas and all of that is so important. But I always was like, wait, I want to know what happens next. So like once somebody is done with therapy and they're really like, you know, they're healed and they're growing and they're blossoming into these, you know, new kind of versions of themselves, like what happens next? And so that was really what was so exciting about life coaching for me. So I did that for several years and I kind of didn't really know who my 
niche person was, my dream client. I worked with moms for a while, and then I actually helped women with confidence for a while. And about, I don't even know how long it's been, I think like a year and a half ago, you know, so many women during the pandemic decided to work from home and a lot of coaches came out of the woodwork. Everyone wanted to be a coach. And I'm like, I really want to help women grow their online coaching businesses or even like service-based businesses where they're really wanting to make a bigger impact. I just had such a a call to really help those types of women to do something really meaningful and make a profit doing it. So that's what I've been doing for a little while now. And yes, like you said, I've been calling myself the business therapist because not only do I help women, you know, with the strategy of growing their business, but you know, what's different about me is we dig into the internal stuff because that's really, I think that's where the magic is. And I think that's also where people get tripped up the most. You know, I think, you know, having your own business and I know you said you've, you know, grown many businesses, but it's hard because it's it can be a roller coaster ride. And I just wanted to help women to navigate that roller coaster, you know, try to use mindset work to help them see that even when, you know, it feels like you're going downhill forever and nothing's working, that we can really adjust and shift our thoughts to have it be a more positive experience. And when we can do that, we can actually be more effective in our sales and in our marketing and even more effective with our clients. So that was where all of that came from. (laughs) And so, yeah. And so now I'm the business therapist. And so I really help women with the the internal stuff. Like you said, I help them get out of their own head so they can actually solve the problems in their business because so much of being successful in business is our mindset. And so that's what I want to do. Oh my gosh. I love everything that you just said. And it's, you know, I was thinking right at the beginning when you were saying how you had this passion for, you know, psychology and when you were in school and like all this Mm -hmm. stuff, right. And I'm sitting there like, oh my gosh, me too. And that was, you know, when I first started college, I I was very fascinated with like why people do what they do. And for my first two years of undergrad, I studied psychology as well. And then I had majored in um, business studies and marketing because I wanted to now take the psychology of it and apply it into business. And I wanted to know from a consumer behavior how to market and how to really create products and services that is not necessarily just, you know, one after another, like everyone else is kind of doing the thing, but like solving that problem for them. And I think that as an entrepreneur, you take the creativity and you look at that as like an opportunity to you know, improve upon or enhance upon to solve a problem or take something and make it better. And that was something that like, for me, when I started into my entrepreneurial journey, and that was well after college, but taking what I had learned, and along with the interest and fascinations into psychology, and marrying the two together. So I love what you're doing, because I know for me firsthand, those two go hand in hand mindset It's the backbone to everything, right? Because what we think we become and it translates into everything that we do in our businesses, into our life. And so kind of taking that, flipping it on its head and unraveling it. And so that's what you do with your clients is like get them out of their head, unravel that mess that can be tangled. And especially in the entrepreneurial space, oh, we know that that journey is not linear. It is a scrambled, big old ball of yarn. (laughs) (laughs) And it, it Oh my goodness. And and sometimes it's just, you know, we need somebody there to kind of hold the other end and unravel it with us. 
And that's exactly what you do. So this is incredible. Um, Thank you. Thank you. I love it too. (laughs) I really do. Because you, you go into something that you're passionate about, something that is fascinating and something that, you know, when you come from a place of service, that's where your heart and mind align. And that's where that sweet spot of like passion and purpose come into play. And this is exactly what you're doing. So tell us more. Yeah. Well, and I mean, that's what it's about for me. It's the women that I love to work with the most are the ones who definitely who have that passion and that purpose. And they also want to make a profit. And sometimes, you know, women don't like to readily admit that, you know, and a lot of time, and as a former, you know, as a social worker, not former, I'm still, you know, I, I don't have my license currently, I'm getting it back again. But as a social worker, gosh, working in that type of environment, I was like, oh gosh, I don't want to, I want to charge too much for my services. I just want to help people. And so I think that that's part of the, the mindset shift that we have to make is that yes, actually when you can help people, when you, when you charge them, you can actually help them more and you can actually grow your business more. And then you're going to be able to help more people. And so it's really helping women to embrace the passion part and the purpose part along with the profit part, because we get to have it all. We get to have all of those things. We don't have to choose. And so that's what's so exciting. And that's what I love so much about what I do is just helping women to know that that's okay. And it's okay to ask for the sale. And we don't have to feel icky about that or gross or, you know, like a used car salesman, right? <laughs> like right. we can actually feel really good about it because what we're offering the world, if we're a values driven, heart centered, you know, entrepreneur, what we're giving them is something that is actually going to change their life. Right. Right. And I assume many of the women that come to you have at least the two components, right? They have the passion, they have the purpose, yeah. but maybe they're either not sure of the profit or looking to scale their business currently. And so if they're coming to you for that missing P, that component, what are some of the obstacles and challenges that they're coming to you and you're kind of like, okay, this is what I'm seeing in so many other women. And so those that are listening might be like, oh my gosh, I didn't even realize like that was me. Like, I feel like, you know, it's all about passion. It's all about purpose, but yet maybe that's the missing piece or maybe they have the profit first, but yet they're lacking the passion and purpose connection. So how, what are some of the common misconceptions and common areas that you find that are relatable amongst women in this entrepreneurial space? Yeah. I mean, first of all, I just want to say like, there's so many, right? There's so many different, I call them mindset blocks that come up, right? And it's just like, I want to just assure anyone who's listening, like if you fall into this category and you feel like you have a mindset block or you're stuck in your head or whatever the case might be, that is totally normal. Like that is, that means you're a human being. So congratulations with a human brain. And so that's totally normal. And there's nothing wrong with you. Nothing has gone wrong. You are not broken. There's nothing broken here. Even though a lot of the, you know, the traditional mindset blocks that we talk about, you know, we call it imposter syndrome, or I call it comparisonitis, right? They sound like diseases. They're not diseases. There's nothing wrong with you. You're completely normal. So these are some of the things that I see often though, are perfectionism, imposter syndrome, again, comparisonitis. I know that one has been so hard for me because of 
the, you know, because I'm an online coach, I have to be online. I have to be on Instagram. I have to be on Facebook. I'm not on TikTok right now, but cross that bridge when I get to it. But it's so hard because we, we see these other, you know, entrepreneurs, these other women who are telling us how much money they're making and how blissful their life is. And they, you know, they work two hours a day and then they go and get a massage and a pedicure and it's just not real life. Right. But that's who we compare ourselves to. So there's a lot of that that I see. And I really, again, like we have to just be very self-aware that like, that is what's happening. We're really feeling like we're comparing ourselves too much and to try to find ways to not do that can really help. But that's, you know, that's super common. Again, perfectionism is, oh, it's rampant. I mean, <laughs> there's so many women who are perfectionistic because we want to like, we want to have things look really good before we, before we're seen and before we put it out there. But really that's not what, that's not what your client wants to see, right? Like your perfect client doesn't want you to be perfect. They actually want you to be flawed. They want you to be human just like they are. And that's more relatable. Again, imposter syndrome, that's a big one too, because we feel like, who are we, you know, like, who am I to be a life coach, right? Like I work with some women who are either on the younger side or on the older side, you know, they're like, I'm, I feel like I'm too young to be advising someone on their life or their business, or on the other side of it, I feel like I'm too old. Like I'm, it's going to take me too long to figure out social media and be able to figure out the algorithm or they're embarrassed to get online because they're like, oh, no one's going to listen to me because I'm over 40 or over 50 or whatever the case might be, right? So there's all these reasons that we self-sabotage, right? And the truth is, is that we just need to show up imperfect and put ourselves out there and really just focus on what we do best, which is helping others. Focus on really giving people value and truly like focusing on what they need to hear and get out of our own head, right? Like stop feeling so, you know, it's, it sounds kind of, you know, maybe a little aggressive, but like, stop worrying so much about how perfect you are. Your client needs you to get out there and like, tell them how you can help them. They might be really struggling and you are the perfect person for them. Oh, I love that. And I don't know if I mentioned this earlier, but I have a, a four-time award-winning book, which is called yes, Facing, Perfection. <laughs> Chasing Perfection. So, and it's funny because when I wrote this book, I did not realize that I was chasing perfection. And this, this, I was that person that was looking from inside looking out, right? So I'm seeing everyone else's perfectly curated, you know, life that is displayed across social media or just, you know, when you meet some, you know, somebody else at like an event people lead with those highlight reels, the successes and accolades. And then you go home feeling like, who am I? Like that person got it made. Look at, look at, they got all the things and this and that. And I didn't even have an elevator pitch, right? Like, so you can get in your own head and that's where the self-sabotage comes in that you had mentioned. It's like that negative self-talk that says, see, who are you to say, you know, that you can start a business or go do the thing or help other people. You're just a big old mess. And who are you to put yourself out there, right? So I love that you touch upon that because the reality is, is that if, and this is just from my own speaking from, you know, being a client and also being a coach slash mentor in that industry, when I first got started was that if people were wanting a perfect coach or a mentor or leader, 
they wouldn't have hired you because you're not relatable because you're too far off the grid of what they can accomplish. So you become intimidating to what they want to relate to. So when I looked at that as putting myself in both shoes, I was like, I wouldn't hire me if I was so perfect. Like, <laughs> and, yeah. and But the reality is, is that right? Like we wouldn't want to have something so perfect because then it makes you look even feel even worse inside of saying, well, there you go. See, I hired the perfect coach and even more. Right. So, you know, you talked about imposter syndrome and this was something I had to really dive deep into as well. And I believe, I know that we did an episode on this a while back, but I believe there was five different variants of, of what an imposter, you know, the imposter syndrome is. And it was just like, I was so laser focused on being the expert and that's where I couldn't get out of my own head because I felt that I had to be the know-it-all expert in order for me to even feel validated that I can speak on something or teach on something or even write a whole book about something, right? And when I had that big epiphany, I was just like, no, I'm not an expert. I can't be the jack of all trades for everybody and do everything so well because at that point, it's kind of like, you're chasing your tail and you'll never catch it. So why even start? Yeah. So yeah. I love that you brought those up because not only is that relatable to me, but for so many of the women that I've worked with, you know, whether it's through coaching, through the group programs, all these things that I've witnessed on both sides, I was just like, yeah, that's where the inner work has to be done because that's your own perception of what is acceptable, worthy, and valuable tied to your identity. But yeah, if you're not feeling confident in who you are, you can't go out and serve something because it's not about that fake it till you make it because people can smell that stuff and people can read between yeah. lines. And that, yeah. that is just, that's a sabotage, right? Yeah, it's so true. And I say that same thing. I'm like, people can smell your doubt from a mile away. So yeah, <laughs> you absolutely, it, And let's be honest, we're all going to have times where we're feeling a little more confident than usual or a little bit less confident than usual. But overall, like if you are, if you are clear on, and that's why my, I call my method clarity to cash. And it's really, it's five C's and it all starts with getting clear because if you are super clear in, first of all, your, your mission, what you, your big, why, why you're doing what you're doing your vision, where you're, where you're heading, at least where you would like to go, (laughs) even if, you know, and I'm not saying like, there's this like endpoint, you have to be, you know, definitely confident on the journey and enjoying the journey too, but like having something that you're heading towards and then really knowing who's your person, who is that person out there that you really want to talk to and that you can really help the most. And then how are you going to help them? What are those offers that you're going to put out there? And when you know those things, you can't help but feel confident. Mm-hmm. Like, it just automatically happens. Like when you go into a networking meeting and mm-hmm. someone says, what do you do? And you say what you do and you know exactly what you do and why you do it and how you do it. You sound confident <laughs> regardless, yeah. right? So yeah. And that's why I was so excited to be on your podcast because I think being a confident woman is Really, that's the most important piece in sales. If you want to sell your program, if you want to get more clients and you want to make more cash, you have to have that confidence. And that confidence comes from feeling really, really clear on who you are. And you have to do that inner work to know that. Yes. And sometimes it's about putting those blinders on just so you don't get distracted. And and I think even for me, like I feel like it's way back when, like, you know, yeah. I... <laughs> 
I, I feel like, you know, sometimes when we go through our own transformational journeys, it feels like lifetimes ago, which, which it really should, because you're constantly evolving and leveling up in your own life, which translates into your business. But I feel like even at that point, there was, for me, I had to put those blinders on and just kind of turn off and turn out and tune out all those noises and distractions because I knew my boundaries and what I was receptive to. So if I let that stuff seep in, it would get into my head. So it's almost like we had to quiet everything down, go in your head and start building up that that negative self-talk, that, that self-doubt, the insecurities, the, the lies that our mind will tell us. And start reframing that and empowering beliefs, empowering affirmations, and just really start like becoming your own first client. And then you build that esteem, which then says, you know what, this is the lane I'm really good at. And this is the lane I'm going to excel at. So then when you kind of pop your head out and you start seeing all the things, the lights and the noise and all the things that are that are happening out there in this world, you know what lane you belong in. And that's the lane that you need to focus straight on. And yeah, peek over on your shoulder left and right, just to kind of see what, you know, what's happening because you don't want to just blindly just drive, right? So it's about being aware. And like, I love that you had mentioned that because awareness is so key because if we don't know where we've come from, we don't know where we're going. And that is something just really being in tune. It helps keep those blinders and kind of those bumpers on, you know, like uh, guardrails to help govern you in the direction of where you want to go. And I think, you know, when we look at confidence, we don't have to be confident by our competence in all things. It's about being secure and confident in the one thing that is you and the unique qualities and gifts that you bring to the table and not worrying about what others have to say that can derail you, but being so grounded in who you are and whose you are. Yeah. Yeah. And one thing, so I love that you just said that too. And I I think it's, One of the things that kind of trips women up too, though, is that they have their zone of genius. They have their thing that they're really, really good at, right? And when it comes to building an online business, sometimes you have to learn things that aren't in your zone of genius. And, you know, hopefully you can, you know, for the things that are really out of your zone of genius, you can hire someone to do those things for you. But I think one of the things that trips up, especially like coaches and other service providers is like, I just want to coach. I just want to like help people, but they don't really want to do the marketing and the sales. They don't want to get on social media. They don't want to do the reels and show up and do videos and all of those things. And I totally get that. But what I want to encourage people to think about is that you can actually use the skills that you already have, like your coaching skills or, you know, whatever you're really good at, you can actually use those skills to go and do the marketing and the sales as well. Like for example, for coaches, like coaches are really, really good at, and also like mentors and and consultants are really, really good at helping people solve problems. They're really good at like listening very deeply and helping people solve problems. And so if you take that skill that you already have and you apply it to marketing and sales, like if you're a really good listener and when you're on a sales call, you're a really, really good listener. You can make that sale just based on that skill that you already have without having to, you know, spend years studying the, you know, the process of selling or learning how to, you know what I mean? Like you can use those skills to be really, really good at 
the other stuff as well, you know? So it's like trying to figure out like, how can I apply the things that I'm really, really good at to the things that I'm not really good at? And if it's, you know, and then how do I get help with the things that are just so outside of my zone of genius that there's no way I could, you know, when I first started my business, tech was like, I didn't even know. I didn't know anything. I mean, I think we're we're all figuring out that tech. I mean, we just started the podcast earlier and we're like, can you hear me? Can I hear you? Yeah, right. All the time. But, you know, I love that because we can, we use that sometimes as a crutch, but it's really just about figuring it out and being okay with just fumbling your way through it. Right. And you say, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I would always tell myself, oh, I just suck at tech. So I'm not even going to. I'm not even going to try to learn. And then I'm like, and then I had to reframe that story. I had to say, you know what? You're right. Tech is not your, your strongest suit, but guess what? You're really good at figuring things out and you're really good at solving problems for other people. So why don't you take a minute and solve this problem for yourself? Like there is such a thing as like Google and YouTube and there's a lot of things you can figure out without having to be an expert in it. Right. Right. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yes. I mean, tech, it's funny because when I look back and I was like, tech is not my friend. And I would use this as like, I just felt, you know, kind of foolish. Like I'm fumbling my way through tech and it was like, okay, but you know, I don't want to make a fool of myself, but yet how can I still show up and come back from like, just feeling like a fool? Like I couldn't figure out the basic things, but then, you know, I realized we all encounter tech issues. We all encounter the same mishaps and little things that trip us up, but yet we've all gotten past it. So if we can get past that little thing and just say, yeah, tech is not my friend. Yeah. Yeah. We figured this out and just keep going and picking yourself back up because if we get tripped up on the little things like that, then we're going to stumble over the big things, which we haven't even encountered yet in our life. So I love that you mentioned about like your zone of genius. And then one of the other things that, that I, kind of talked about just briefly uh, about being competent. And what about your zone of incompetence? And I like that you had mentioned it about, you know, when we're talking about in our businesses, we may not be good with the the tech, we may not be good with the marketing or the sales, but yet we're so hyper-focused on the things that we are good at, that it can derail us by not taking action and doing some of those things just to figure it out. And I know that there's, there's those zones of incompetence where we just know that it's not a skill set that we're going to, you know, learn enough to be competent in. And you had said how we can outsource that or at least build up the skill set enough just to get it off the ground and bring somebody else on or outsource it out to, you know, somebody who's really, that is their zone of genius. So I think for anyone listening, you don't, again, have to be the jack of all trades or the Jill of all trades, right? So do what you do best. This is kind of what I always say, do what you do best and outsource the rest. And I know that not everybody is in a financial situation where they can outsource, but how many of us are, you know, if we take account and inventory of our, of our network, our support system, our peers or friends, there are people that are, they're, they're great at these other things that you may not be great at and leveraging that because we all come from a place of like, we just want to help people. We are human beings innately built to help other people. So if you're in that situation, maybe it's about like trading services or bartering or asking a friend who is just, maybe they're just starting out like a social media business and they want you to be one of their first clients in the experience. So I think for anyone listening, don't think you have to do it all and know it all and learn it all and be it all because that is just exhausting. 
It's not sustainable and it's not realistic. And that's the chasing of the tail that you'll never catch and win. And what happens is that you removed yourself from the one thing that you are really good at being you, right? So I think that that's so important. And I love that you mentioned that. And just side tangent here. Did you happen to read Big Leap by Gay Hendricks? Um, I I I have the book. I have read some of it. I have not finished it. <laughs> oh my goodness. One that's of my favorite thing. books. That's yeah. what my nightstand looks like. I've got about 50 books that are piled up high and I've read like some of a ton of different books. <laughs> yeah, I know that's a great one though. I do love that book because he talks about it at great lengths. He talks about, you know, your zone of genius and there's all the different zones. And, and one of them is the, you know, the zone of incompetence. So how many, t- and he pulls these stories and parallels and examples. And it's a fun book because you can really see yourself and see, oh my goodness, I do that. Oh my gosh. Like, what am I doing? Right. And yeah. so he really highlights this moment of the zone of incompetence is, you know, when you're, when you're not good at something, but yet if there's a passion behind it with the desire to actually become better at something, then that is something where you're going to continue working on and building up. It may not be your genius, but it builds it up to that zone of competence then. And that competence makes you feel good. And then the confidence is what is in alignment with your zone of genius. Yeah. So anyone listening and you haven't read it or interested in it again, it's called the big leap by Gay Hendricks. And he talks about all the different zones. So if we're spending our time and energy in the zones that are on the lower uh, spectrum, which is energy exhausting, right? We're missing where we should be applying our applied action. And that is in our zones, our zone of genius, at least. So good. I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I think that is so key. And, and really, like, so often, we just tell ourselves the story, like, you know, I'm just, I'm no good at this. So it's never going to work. And that, you know, that's very disheartening. But yeah, I think that we're all like, if you're an entrepreneur, first of all, you can figure out things, right? And so, yeah, even if it's your zone of incompetence, if, you know, if you can, like you said, barter or trade or whatever the case might be, especially when you're in the beginning of business, like sometimes you just have to do those things to get started, to get going. And once you are making a little bit of money, then you can, you know, you can definitely outsource the things that you need more help with. But um, yeah, yeah, such a good point. And I love that you brought all that up because I think it's so important. And so, you know, when you look at your clients in some of the areas of, of improvement, what would you say is kind of a common thread? And I know that everyone's unique and different, but what's something that you see that's showing up in as a repeat occurrence in, in your clients' lives? Like what's going on there? A repeat occurrence in just in business or in life or both or what do you kind of both? Because I think more, more importantly, I think if we, if we put a separation between business and life, it becomes really blurry, but I think ultimately it comes down to life, right? It's your, you are your business. So what is kind of sticking those sticking points or things that are holding that woman back from not only just excelling in her business, but yet they're a hindrance in her personal life. And she may not even see that those might be like, you know, in hindsight, she's like, oh my gosh, what I'm doing in my business is actually because it's happening in my personal life. Mm, Yeah, I see what you're saying. Yeah, I mean, I think the things that really hold people back are, you know, it's just like we've been talking about with the you know, the confidence. And then a lot of times what ends up happening is, is people just work so hard and they forget like the big why they forget why they're doing it in the first place. And it just turns into this, like, 
full on hustle mode all the time. And then people end up burning out. And I just, I hear it time and time again, where people are like, I just can't do this anymore. I have to throw in the towel because it's just, you know, it's hard when you're, you know, you're on that, whatever that downward hill on the roller coaster, um, which is why it's like, it's so important to know how normal it is to have those ups and downs. And even when it feels like it's been a while since you've had the ups, you know, you have to keep going. And again, remember, like, remember why you're doing it. Remember what the bigger mission is. And if you, you know, sometimes you have to get creative. If you're not making the money you want to make, but you need to bring in some money, you might have to, you know, you might have to supplement your income a little bit, you know, during that down phase, but keep going. Like people just really need to, I think find a way to stay consistent and stay, you know, just stay with it because grit is one of the most important things for having a, you know, I think mindset is one and, and having that grit, having that ability to stick with it, even when things are really, really hard, that's, what's going to lead to success. You know, no one famously, you know, no one, not famous. That's not what I want to say, but like no one who's really successful has had this like straight line where it's gone, you know, without any bumps in the road at all. No, it's never like that. It's always really a struggle for times. And so you've got to have that grit. You've got to have that stick to it, intuitiveness to keep going, even when it's hard. And one of the things to help you along the way is to keep in mind why you're doing it and also have fun while you're doing it. Like try to you know, even though I encourage people to have a vision, a place where they're heading, like try to just find the joy in every single day. You know, even if you're, you know, you're getting no's on your sales calls or you're getting a lot of people ghosting you in the DMs or whatever the case might be, like know that that doesn't mean there's something wrong with you. Know that there's still lots of people out there who are going to benefit from you. And again, you don't have to be that like really high you know, high success person, you just need to be a couple steps ahead of that person that you want to help in order to really help them effectively. So just, yeah, I think just people burning out is so sad to me, you know, just seeing people who have such a gift to give the world and they just get frustrated and give up. And so the other thing that can help with that is getting help, (laughs) get the help of a, of a mentor or a coach, get somebody who can walk that path with you because it is hard. And I think that I feel like I keep saying that over and over again, it's hard. And I think the reason I do that is to normalize that experience because it's hard for all of us, you know, and the people out there that you're comparing yourself to on Instagram who say how easy it is for them. It's not true. They're lying to you. They're absolutely lying to you. It's hard for all of us having your own business. It's like the biggest inner exploration journey you'll ever take. So it's going to be hard. You know, it might be hard financially, but it's going to be hard emotionally. And that's why I do the work that I do, because I want to help people with the emotions, the thoughts that come up and help them to navigate those even during the hard times. And especially during the good times, because you got to keep going eat when it's going crappy. You got to keep going when it's going well, you can't give up on, on those things that aren't as fun, right? Like you got to keep going with, growing your list and marketing and selling. And (laughs) even when you're doing the coaching you want to do, you can't give up the, you know, the marketing and the sales. So. Right. Oh my gosh. You said so many things and and I'm just going to add to the grit. I'm going to throw in grace, give yourself grace because 100% 
you will fall down, but yeah. you have to give yourself grace to get back up. And I think, you know, if, again, if we're looking at it from a place of comparisonitis, people just don't talk about the downtimes, right? The low lights, right? We have the highlights, but talking about the low lights, it sounds like, you know, oh, defeat, failure. Like if I share that, then who's going to want to work with me because I want to be the, the hero, right? And that goes back into that imposter syndrome, which is the story you've been telling yourself. So, you know, giving yourself that grace, knowing that you're going to mess up probably eight out of 10 times, but being an entrepreneur is about the innovation, the creativity, the problem solving, and knowing that you're going to figure it out. That's why you're in this career. This is why the path you've chosen. And, you know, even if you're not a full-time entrepreneur yet, it's, you know, giving yourself before you kind of jump ball in, giving yourself that, I guess, lack of better terms, because I hate the word security, because there's nothing really secure in this world. And, but giving yourself that security or that safety net to kind of fall back as you're trying to find your footing. So entrepreneurial path isn't for everyone, but anyone who starts to embark on this, understand that it isn't what's plastered on social media, you know, private jets and fancy cars, you know, you see this from the, like the male perspective or, or, oh, look at me from the female perspective, I'm vacationing and whining. And then, you know, I'm with my kids all day and my business is booming and thriving. If that's you and you're like that 1%, that's amazing. But the reality of it is, is that that's just the highlight reel that they're showing you that I can do these things while still struggling, knee deep, probably even, you know, nose deep in (laughs) a mess of a business. Because that is the journey, but it's something that for me personally, it's a thrill. I love the challenge. I love the rush. I love being in that space because that's also my zone of genius is always figuring out what, what to do next. And that's something is, you know, having that, the personal experience and also that perspective to see things differently enables you to help others see things differently as well. And let's just say you're in the same, walking down the same path. Your past experiences are different than the next person. So you might see something different than they and vice versa. And so finding the right people to surround yourself with can help bring another perspective. So it's all about like eyes, right? We're seeing things from your own eyes, your own lens, your own perspective, and then bringing in other people. It gives you this worldly view, which then empowers you to really go after this life that you want but also as a way of not feeling like this is all on you and that you have to do everything on your own. So you mentioned something about, you know, burnout, right? Yes. (laughs) Um, And I want to briefly touch upon that because I know, I mean, me firsthand, I mean, I've experienced it multiple times and, and somebody even asked me just, you know, fairly recently was like, well, when are you going to stop the chase? And I was like, uh, I don't know if I ever will. And the reason I say that is because I love the thrill, the rush. And sometimes we don't see how far we're getting out of, out of that lack of better word terms control, right? So what are some of the signs and symptoms for your clients and anyone listening who might just feel like, man, I am just in over my head. I am just burnout, exhausted, overwhelmed, frustrated. I'm about to throw in the towel, quit and just give up on everything. But where is the hope that lies in there that you can, that you can provide some inspiration and encouragement for those that are listening right now. So kind of a twofold question. What are some of the signs and symptoms that those who are listening are like, I didn't realize this is where I'm at. And then what happens if somebody's finding themselves at that situation and they're ready to call it quits, but you know that this is just all part of the cycle. This is all part of the journey. 
Yeah. Well, first of all, I think you just named all the signs and symptoms. <laughs> I think I can say from that because I've experienced it and literally I'm coming out of this right now. And so anyone listening, go back to listen to like the past five, six episodes. And in fact, the most vulnerable shares that I've shared are the past two episodes. So I dish it all out because it's about being real and it's about taking that mask off. And like, I don't have it all together. I mean, yeah. I'm still yeah. struggling and figuring things out as I go because we're always constantly growing and learning. And we're never going to be good at the things that we're just starting out and doing. So kind of how do we, how do we corral that for somebody who's just listening right now? Yeah, I think it's just sometimes it can be sneaky. Burnout can be sneaky and you might not really realize you're in it. But I think you just said, you know, a lot of it is just feeling stressed, feeling anxious, feeling like, what is this all for? Like, you know, it's just too hard. I want to throw the towel in. I think those are some of the the definite symptoms and you're just not getting any joy from it. And you've lost sight of like, like I said, your, your bigger mission and why are you doing this in the first place? And I think the way that we address that is really, I mean, there's, there's so many ways, but to really go back again to why am I doing this? Why is this meaningful? You know, what is, what is the bigger purpose here? Why, why do I have this business in the first place? And, you know, maybe ask yourself if, if I could do anything and pay weren't a factor and time weren't a factor and all of those, if I could just do anything with my life, what would it be? And I know a lot of you are probably thinking, well, it'd be like to lay on the beach for the rest of my life and drink margaritas or whatever. But truly, I mean, you're listening to this, you want to make an impact and you want to help people. And you really, you have a bigger vision, you have a bigger mission in your life. So I think it's like, try to get back to that. And then think about your, your vision, your future self, like, who is that person? Who do you want to be? And a lot of the work that I do with my clients is really looking at the thoughts that they're having, right? The thoughts that you're having are, you know, you are what you think, right? So you become that. And so I think if you can take some time, you know, if you can afford a coach or a therapist to really help you explore those thoughts and shift them, because we can't do it ourselves. Like we really can't change our thoughts just by saying, okay, you need to change your thought. It's not that simple. These thoughts are very ingrained into you. They've been there for a long time. I mean, I grew up with a mother who was very, very negative. And because of that, I was kind of a negative person. I tended to focus on the negative aspects of things. And I intentionally had to shift that. I had to intentionally shift the way that my thoughts head naturally. They naturally head into the negative. They ha- naturally do that. That's where they go. And, and as human beings, whether you've had that kind of upbringing or not, you're kind of you know, you're, you're sort of wired that way anyway, because that's how we are. That's how we've survived on this planet for as long as we have is by going to the negative. So you have to be very intentional. You have to be very aware of what kind of thoughts that you're having that are kind of, you know, sabotaging you. They're making you feel terrible. And we have to sort of slowly over time, shift those thoughts into more positive thoughts. One of my favorite ways to do this is focusing on the good things, but also focusing on the things that you're grateful for, because we can all be grateful for something. And gratitude has served me in my life in a million ways. And when I'm really, really feeling the most stuck and the most frustrated and 
you know, the most close to burnout that I've ever been, I focus on the things that I have that I'm grateful for. So just being able to shift your focus and doing that over and over and over again, it's a practice. It's work. It's not like, you know, it sounds so Pollyanna, just, you know, tell yourself a new, more positive story. No, it's not like that. You have to practice it just like you go to the gym and you lift weights so you can get stronger. You have to practice changing your thoughts. And eventually over time, it will become easier. It will become habitual and your brain actually will rewire itself so that it's not so hard to see the positive. You actually will start to more automatically see the positive. And that's what's going to make the difference. But if you feel like you're kind of sliding into that burnout trap where you're kind of going down that rabbit hole and things are just feeling really hopeless in terms of your business, you know, you feel like it's just starting to affect your mood. It's starting to affect your relationships, your family, your friendships, whatever. It's time to take a step back and say, okay, what do I need to do differently? Because what I'm doing is not working. I need to start at the foundations again. And that's part of what I teach too, is again, you know, vision, mission, who's your person? (laughs) What are you, how are you helping them start with those foundational pieces and really be grateful for how much you've done, how far you've come. You know, even if you, like I said, even if you suck at tech, I mean, I am so good at tech now compared to how I was in the beginning of my business. And so it's like, I have to, I'll never be a master and I'm great with that. But like focusing on how far you've come, celebrate the little things. And, you know, it's one step at a time. You don't have to eat the frog. (laughs) You know what I mean? You just have to like, you know, it's like I ask my kids, how do you eat an elephant? One one bite at a time, you know, (laughs) little by little, it's going to get easier, but you have to change your mindset because Otherwise, you're going to just drive yourself into the ground and you will have no joy at all. And nothing good comes from that place. Oh, so true. So true. And I love that you mentioned about gratitude. And, you know, I'm, I'm listening to you just share a mass amount of just wisdom and tidbits and little tips and strategies that, you know, can really start to build up and create those foundational steps so that anyone who is on this journey and feels that they're spiraling out of control one of the things, I mean, I can speak on this because I crash and burn all the time. It's just kind of my process, but it's not necessarily a healthy way, but it's, you know, it, it's, it's not like the first crash is the same crash and I'm, I'm encountering each time. I just have a different version of it. I'm calling it that because I've known, you know, you set your, your limits as you're going about your journeys. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things that I've recognized as of this time around, and I def- definitely did not like hit the wall and crash and burn and all that stuff. It was just, I recognized the direction of where I was headed and I had to take my foot off of the gas and just start coasting. And what I say that is meaning my point here is slowing down, giving yourself that permission to take your foot off the gas and let the car kind of coast and start slowing down. And when you start slowing down, then you can start taking notice of all the greatness that's around you, all the things to be grateful for. But when we have that like mindset that we're just, we have to solve this, we have to get this done, we have to make money, we have to do that, blah, 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 all the stuff that we're, we're pressured in as business women to do, right? But like I said, we can't be all those things. And so slowing down allows you to pick your head up and notice what's happening around you being grateful, spending that time with your family and friends, bringing in elements of joy and passion and things that you you may have overlooked because you put the goal 
you know, as the outcome, as the thing that you're driving towards, but you're, you're missing the point of what life is. And that is living. And if we're not living, what is the purpose of a business? What is the purpose of our life? If we're not here to enjoy it, if we're not here to spend it with those people that are closest to us. And that was something that I, you know, I recognized this time around, right? Cause I've gone up the bat and struck out many times. Right. But it's now being aware and more quickly, you can be receptive and turn your life around a lot more uh, quickly versus hitting that wall, repeating the process, hitting the wall, repeating the process, right? Because that's the definition of insanity. So now we hope that as all these things are happening in life, you learn from them, you grow from them, and you thrive from the lessons that life has given you. And now you're bringing that into this next chapter. And so the cool thing about this is that you're constantly evolving and growing. And and if we go back to our why, the why is going to be there, but yet the mission might change a little bit. The goal might change a little bit because maybe at this point you're trying to drive into something that you maybe you've spent 10 years trying to get to, but in those 10 years, you as the driver have changed. So maybe that's not of, of the goal anymore. Maybe it's close to that destination, but it's okay to give yourself that permission to change course and go back to the drawing board. And as we find ourselves in like these rebuilding phases or this reinvention or this re whatever this is, and I'm seeing this a lot across our social media world is that these past few years have really set so many people back and it's about rebuilding. And that's okay. Cause that doesn't mean that you had to start all over again from nothing. You're starting all over again with a history of what did and didn't work. And it's kind of cool because you get to pick and choose those pieces to put together and rebuild whatever it is that you want to do. And so I love that you mentioned all that because it's like, Somebody who finds themselves in that situation may not have that insight yet as we have that tunnel vision to pick our heads up and just slow down, give ourselves rest and be grateful for all of life and everything that has come with it. The ugliness, the goodness, bad, everything, everything. It's the beauty of what makes up living and working with and on purpose. That's just from what I'm experiencing this season around. And it's a beautiful, beautiful thing. But let me tell you this. When you're in it, it's ugly. It's scary. It's messy. And you think that you'll never get out of it. The truth is you just got to keep moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love, I love, I love this conversation because I feel like we can take this in so many different directions. And I know that, you know, with your work and with your clients, you mindset is your, your like North star here. It's like, let's get to that place where we have that solid mindset because that's the foundation that we build a solid life, a solid a business, right? And that's that's what you help with your clients. And, you know, I know that you have quiz and a freebie and all this awesome stuff that you <laughs> are pouring back into our listeners and all of your clients, like you are just filled with value and you come from a place of just service, you're heart-centered. And I can feel this. And I know that our listeners are like, this woman is just incredible. She's integrity and honest and and, you know, I, I really want you to kind of give, you know, share, share with our listeners more of what they can learn from working with you or just even just being in proximity of you. Oh my gosh. Well, I think if anything, I think they'll learn more about themselves by working with me because honestly, that's my biggest goal with my clients is to just help them fully embrace their themselves and their business so that they can really feel that incredible confidence, because when you feel that, when you feel 
when you do the work, when you do the inner work and you start to feel really good about who you are and what your business is and what you have out there, you start to really grow and success is, it becomes limitless, right? As much as, you know, as much inner work, I feel like, you know, having a business, being an entrepreneur, you, you have to do the inner work. And when you start to do that, you grow in your business, but you also grow in your life. You grow as a person, you grow in your relationships. You just become so much more solid in who you are and what you stand for. And so, wow, that's such a big um, (laughs) description I just gave you. But I mean, when I work with my clients, I, 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 I don't come to you with a cookie cutter strategy. I really listen. I hold that space for you. I really want you to do what works best for you in your business. And if I can see that, you know, there's some gaps there, I will absolutely help to point you in the right direction, but I will never come at you with a cookie cutter approach and tell you what to do, because I can tell you from experience that so many of my business coaches have done that. They came with what is what has given them success and said, here, do this. This will make you successful. It doesn't work that way. You have to discover for yourself what success means to you and how you feel really, really good about doing the things that are going to get you to success while being pushed. Because I'm not going to just you know, be your cheerleader either. I want to push you in a way that feels okay, you know, it it might feel a little uncomfortable, but we have to get out of that comfort zone. But I'm never going to just tell you what to do because everyone's different. So we're going to figure out together. We form a team, we form a partnership. We're going to figure out together what's going to work to get you exactly where you want to go in your business. And um, honestly, it's just, it's an amazing experience. It's different for everyone. It's totally individualized. I guide you, I support you, but I don't, uh, I don't, I don't really, you know, give you a cookie cutter approach again, because it just doesn't work. And so if that's what you want, oh my gosh, go ahead and and try that kind of, of approach. But for the clients that I work with, they get their confidence from really exploring what's inside and what feels good for them. Oh, I love that. And it's so beautiful because it's, it, it's true. Again, you know, I think you and I are both speaking from experience where we've, you know, had the, you know, luster experience of working with cookie cutter programs. And, you know, it, it doesn't feel like those individuals are meeting you where you're at. And that's exactly where what you're doing. And it provides that space and validates that individual to let them know that they're seen, they're heard, and they're whatever they're going through, it's being validated in a way that is empowering them to build that esteem and confidence to figure it out by themselves and knowing that you're there by their side, should they need some support, handholding, whatever that is, is that you're not leaving them. And that is, you know, it's it's so reassuring. And I think, like I said earlier in this conversation is about having that sense of, of security while you're building up your esteem. And so when you feel that it's, you know, creating that confidence, then you start creating your own stepping stones. And, and now you can give back to that individual who's behind you. And that's the, the, like, I guess the circle of business life, right? Um, <laughs> it, you know, and it, and it's a beautiful thing because 
it's like you get to be a witness, not only to your own transformation, but to be of service and a witness to somebody else's. And that to me personally is one of the greatest, greatest feelings of fulfillment and why I do what I do. And I would imagine the same is true for you as well. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. (laughs) Well, this has just been an incredible conversation. And of course, you know, we're going to put all the, the links in our show notes. So I know that you have that free gift for our listeners. So if you want to share what that is and of course, how they can get it and learn more about you and follow along with you and just all the goods. So let's dish yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. It would be my pleasure. Um, yes, I do have a quiz. It's a free quiz. And really the quiz is all about uncovering exactly what's keeping you from more cash in your business. So what we're doing is we're uncovering the self-sabotage. What is keeping you from getting the the clients and cash that you really want. So we will have the link in the show notes for that. And I also, since we're still kind of new this year, we're we're now in February, which is crazy, but um, I have been challenging myself in the new year to do as many business therapy sessions as I can in terms of, uh, you know, whoever might want to try it out. It's completely free. It's a business therapy session where I will, help you to get more clear on where you are now, where you're headed and what's getting in the way. And I will also give you a little bit of a roadmap on where to get, how to start taking the first steps to get to where you really want to go. So I'm offering those right now for free and yeah, I'm not sure when this will air, but I will definitely honor those free business therapy sessions as long as it's not like five years from now or something like that. Yeah, make sure you check the date on this episode. We're in 2023. Okay. (laughs) Well, thank you so much. I mean, it's such such a generous gift to give our listeners. And again, I just want to thank you for having this just real honest conversation because I, I really do feel like that is what creates relatability and helps, you know, remove that gap so that anyone who's listening is like, this is where I I I'm at and this is where I want to go. And I know that there's hope and there's inspiration and there's, you know, a a purpose in me encountering all the things that life is happening. Right. So I always say, you know, life is happening for you. It's not happening to you. And it's about looking for the good in all the bad situations. And that again, goes back into our gratitude conversation. But again, Jennifer, just thank you so much. This has just been an honor to, to have this kind of conversation here on, on the podcast. So Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Awesome. Hey there. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Confident Woman Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode as much as I did, please be sure to like, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks again for listening.